It is a technological world, and Blaine Kylo is living in it with his kids and uh, with all of the things that he gets up to when he's not with his kids, which must be pretty awesome. My dad plays video games for a living, which isn't accurate, but I mean, really, it's totally not accurate. They could, they could, um, they could perceive it that way. That'd be all right. You'd be the coolest dad ever. See? Yeah. Even whether I play video games for a living or they just have access to all the video games, I I think that they don't care. Yeah. What do you think they're going to remember? You know, when we look back at our parents from back in the day, we don't remember the the real things. We sort of remember the little things that didn't matter. What do you think your kids are going to remember about the fact that you have access to so many games always coming in and out of the house to give them a try? Because they're, they're like in this Willy Wonka's video game factory of, of candy and video game rivers, right? Like, what do you think they're going to take away when they're adults from this? The, I, I know that today the 12-year-old was in the garage, which doubles as the office and doubles as the game space and the rumpus room. And he looked at me and he said, what should I play? Which was his way of saying, uh, I don't know. I don't even know what to play anymore because he's kind of played everything. And there's nothing that's grabbed him right now. So he's kind of needing something new, something different. Um, that tells me that there's maybe too much choice for my kids. Here, here's the difference between you and me, because you're a way nicer dad than I am. What was your response to what game should I play? Um, I told him he should be playing Diablo 4, because it's one he hasn't tried yet. Right. And so my response would be, let's play the game called writing a resume and getting a job. So this is why you're a way nicer dad than I am. <laughs> well, he's, he's 12, so I mean. Hey, still, get that resume get, ready. Never get, know. Get Come in resume. handy. You never know. <laughs> all right blaine kylo is here it's uh, solocore.com s-o-l-o-c-o-r-p-s.com also on the twitter hey ryan o'donnell what uh do you know what fella's got uh some new game things coming out it's uh it's a me a mario i'm walking here <laughs> just thinking about? it's not that mario it's a different oh mario. sorry the other italian oh it's a me a mario Wahoo. love it kylo hey. what's going on yeah, well, in the past few weeks, we've seen a lot of what Sony's bringing to the PlayStation, and then last week we talked about what Xbox has got coming, and today it was what has Nintendo got coming out for the rest of this year. Now, there's been a lot of talk, actually, because there is this notion that Nintendo's got another Switch, like a next-generation console on the horizon, so today was kind of important. It was giving us a sense of how far away that new hardware might be. And given what we saw today, the feeling is that maybe spring, summer, or fall of next year, we might be seeing something because Nintendo talked about what's coming out for the Switch through this year and into next year, but there wasn't a whole lot of big splashes from third-party developers and so we're kind of all wondering about what Nintendo might have in store for us in 2024. For 2023, though, there's still some good things coming out. Do you think that's because the is the speculation there that all of the new developers have been kind of pushed pause for some big announcement that's coming? So we're just going to get quiet for a minute. You do your thing and then we'll be ready for the new stuff. Is that sort of the implication there? 
there is absolutely talk between the publishers and the developers and the console manufacturers. And so if developers, and in fact, Ubisoft uh, chair Yves Guimont actually said as much this week in some remarks during a press briefing that maybe they had some things that they were going to do for the Switch and maybe Nintendo suggested, you know, you maybe want to hold on to that and it could be a launch title for some new hardware that we've got coming out. There are definitely conversations going on among the different businesses that the media and the public just aren't privy to. And all we can do is sort of get a sense of what may or may not be happening based on what we see being announced. And so we do have some pretty interesting things coming from Nintendo. From the third parties that are, that were the things that were announced today, some older things that are being brought to the Switch, but not a lot of new things by some of the big publishers that you might expect. So let's get into what Nintendo's got. We've got two new Mario games coming to the Switch this year. Super Mario Brothers Wonder is back to the old side-scrolling history of the Mario games. So it's not a 3D world or anything like that. It's side-scrolling, jumping up and down. It looks really awesome. It's called Wonder because in the game there are wonder flowers. And when you capture one of those, it kind of changes the world and how you react to it. You can play with up to four players on the Switch in Super Mario Brothers Wonder. That's coming on October 20th. And Super Mario RPG is a remake of the 96 game that came out on the Super NES system. This was the first game that featured sort of turn-based combat in a 3D world. It was really a departure for Mario and the different characters. And it was actually co-developed between Nintendo and the company that would become Square Enix, which is made some of the most formidable Japanese role-playing games um, in the past you know, few decades. And in fact... Uh, Square's got a new Final Fantasy game on the horizon. So some really interesting things coming to the Switch in the world of Mario. Detective Pikachu is coming back to the Switch in a sequel. This is the sort of unlikely Pokemon spinoff that casts the cute creature as this gravelly-voiced mystery solver. It's coming on October 6th. And the next game for the Switch from Nintendo is Pikmin 4. It comes out next month. And we found out today that the first two games in that puzzle series were released today in digital versions. And they're going to be coming out later this summer in uh, retail physical copy versions as well. But when it comes to the third-party publishers... The big announcements were Metal Gear Solid coming to the Switch. So this is a bunch of games in the Metal Gear Solid series from the early days, all collected into one. And Batman Arkham Trilogy, which is the three first games that Rocksteady created um, that reinvented superhero games, actually, in Arkham Asylum, Arkham City, and Arkham Knight, those were the big announcements from the third parties, and those are not new games. Those are games that have been out before, but are being collected and published on the Switch for the first time. So that's why there's this notion that maybe there are some big things from third-party publishers that are being held for a big announcement of new hardware. The Switch is interesting to me because we see in public 
on transit, whatever, on airplanes, kids playing the Switch all the time. You always see kids with a Switch, right? They're either on an iPad or a Switch. It's really, I would say, a pretty safe way to group most of the kids together. Is it really that, why are they the only ones that have really got into this whole play it in your hand or broadcast it onto a screen, like a big TV screen so you can play it on there too? Um, why do they seem to be the only ones that have done that? I mean, is it because they just own it and no one else is like, we just don't want to dive in that pool? The other, the, Xbox hasn't really ever played with handhelds, but Sony has. Sony's had a bunch of different handhelds in the PlayStation Portable, in the PlayStation Vita. Sony was never able to sort of have enough market share in that environment. Whereas Nintendo, and maybe it was because Nintendo tended to be appealing to kids in ways that the Sony platforms didn't. And mm -hmm. kids don't always have access to the TV. Um, and kids are more willing to play on smaller screens. They've got smaller hands to be able to manipulate the older handheld devices. So Nintendo always had the handheld market. Mm -hmm. um, now, that's not to say that uh, portable machines aren't out there because Valve has got a portable in the Steam Deck. So that's literally a handheld computer, PC computer that you can play PC games on. Asus has got the uh, its own handheld gaming unit that was just released, actually. And Sony is talking about a handheld. They actually announced it a couple of weeks ago. And that's something that is going to stream games from your Sony PlayStation 5 console directly to a handheld that looks a lot like the Steam Deck or the Switch or some of these others. So the notion that being able to have gaming in a portable environment um, is something that everybody kind of wants to get onto because of the opportunities that it provides to gamers. Yeah. And then that, you know, those young people, they carry that with them as they grow older. It's kind of like how Pepsi and Coke market their soda pop, right? It goes that way too. All right. Blaine Kylo is here. Solocore.com. Blaine, um, I hate to break it to you, but you are allowed to use earbuds more than once in general. Like if you buy some AirPods, you don't just wear them once and throw them away. So I think Sennheiser's um, a little behind on this game. What? I can't I can't hear you, Shane. <laughs> Dad jokes coming at you. Love it. Hearing protection is important. I've actually started to really notice how my hearing is starting to decline a little bit. I've been to my share of live music events and really enjoyed having music playing super loud in my headphones and in my car, but that has a cost. And so what Sennheiser's done is they, this is the company, you know, really good sound engineering here. I've got a bunch of different Sennheiser headsets and earbuds that I use all the time. They've come up too, with yeah. reusable earbuds so that you don't have to, if you're going to a concert and you want to protect your hearing, you don't have to just get those foam things from the dollar store or the drugstore. The Sound Protects earplugs are actually reusable and they are ear protection. They've also been designed very carefully with filters to lower the decibel levels, but maintaining the clarity of sound. So the Sound Protects is the basic model for $50. This comes with two filters that you can switch in and out. A medium filter that would be good for festivals and events that you might be at that might get loud. And then a total block filter. So if you're on a plane and you just want to block out all noise and be in silence, you can put that in. 
for an extra $50, the Sound Protects Plus gives you an extra two filters. So a stronger filter if you're at a really loud metal show, for example, or if you're in watching motorsports, or even if you're using power tools, and then a really low filter. So if you're in a noisy office environment or you're just in a bar, that would be an environment that you'd use the low filter. The thing that's great about these is that they tend to block out the low frequencies more, but keeping the higher frequency details. So you can still hear the speech while you're wearing the earplugs. And that's the kind of fidelity that you just don't get from foam that kind of blocks out all sound, no matter what frequency it is. Technology is changing. I would also recommend if you do go, uh, you can get, they cost about the same, 100 bucks. You get the moldable ones. They take the mold of your ear, you know, go to the ear doctor place, and they'll take a mold of your ear. You know, I don't know if you have swappable filters like you're talking about here, but there are good, easy, convenient ways to be able to protect your hearing. I think that's cool. It's very important. Yeah. Well done. Mm-hmm. All right, so solocore.com, if you want to uh, follow along with Blaine Kylo, uh, he's uh, in Vancouver on the West Coast. Thank you so much for being here, brother. Appreciate you. Of course, Shane and everyone. Have a great week.